Hello and welcome to My Daily Trivia. I'm your host, Danny. Today is Tuesday, August 29th, and I hope that you are having a wonderful day. If this is your first time listening, I want to say welcome. My Daily Trivia is a 10-round quiz show with no specific themes, no specific topics, and no specific categories. We do, however, have a new episode every day, Monday through Friday, with each day getting progressively harder. So, today is Tuesday. That obviously means that today will be relatively easy. As always, if you find this episode to be a bit challenging, I encourage you to listen to the rest of the week. You never know, you might surprise yourself. You might know the answer to a challenging question, and even if you don't, you might learn something along the way. If, however, you find this episode to be a bit too simple for your taste, well, check in tomorrow on Wednesday. We will make it a little bit more difficult. So without further delay, let's get into today's round of questions with question number one. In which city was John F. Kennedy assassinated? And that was the U.S. city of Dallas. On November 22, 1963, John F. Kennedy, the 35th president of the United States, was assassinated while riding in a presidential motorcade through the Dealey Plaza in Dallas, Texas. Kennedy was in the vehicle with his wife, Jacqueline, Texas Governor John Connolly, and Connolly's wife, Nellie, when he was fatally shot from the nearby Texas School Book Depository by former U.S. Marine Lee Harvey Oswald. The motorcade rushed to Parkland Memorial Hospital, where Kennedy was pronounced dead about 30 minutes after the shooting. Kennedy's assassination is still the subject of widespread debate and has spawned numerous conspiracy theories and alternative scenarios. Polls have found that a majority of Americans believe there was a conspiracy. The assassination left a profound impact, was the first of four major assassinations during the 1960s in the United States, coming two years before the assassination of Malcolm X in 1965 and five years before the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. and Kennedy's brother, Robert Kennedy in 1968. Kennedy was the fourth U.S. president to be assassinated and the most recent to have died in office. Something interesting that I actually remember learning about the Kennedy assassination is that was the last time that an American president rode in a motorcade or a car without a roof on it. Moving on to question number two. What is the nationality of the famous painter Picasso? And Picasso is Spanish. He's a, he's a Spaniard. Pablo Ruiz Picasso was a Spanish painter, sculptor, printmaker, ceramicist, and theater designer who spent most of his adult life actually in France. One of the most influential artists of the 20th century, he is known for the co-founding of the Cubist movement, the invention of constructed sculpture, the co-invention of collage, and for the wide variety of styles that he helped develop and explore. Among his most famous works are the proto-cubist Les Demoiselles d'Avion from 1907 and the anti-war painting Guernica, 1937. Uh, that, that last one is a dramatic portrayal of a bombing of Guernica by German and Italian air forces during the Spanish Civil War. So again, Pablo Picasso, he may have lived most of his life in France, but he was in fact a Spaniard. Question number three. Which programming language shares its name with an island in Indonesia? 
And the answer there is Java. JavaScript, often just shortened to Java, is a programming language that is one of the core technologies of the World Wide Web, alongside HTML and CSS. As of 2023, 98.7% of websites use JavaScript on the client side for web page behavior, often incorporating third-party libraries. All major web browsers have a dedicated JavaScript engine to execute the code on users' devices. Java the island, on the other hand, is one of the greater Sundra islands in Indonesia. It is bordered by the Indian Ocean to the south and the Java Sea to the north. With a population of 151.6 million people, Java is the world's most populous island, home to approximately 56% of the Indonesian population. Now, as a fun fact today, I really tried to find if there was a tie between the name of the island and the name of the programming language. I could not, in fact, find one, and so I'm going to keep digging. And if I do, in fact, find one, I will try to keep you all updated, perhaps in a later episode. Moving on to question number four. In which motorsport events do drivers compete in races known as Grand Prix? And that answer there is Formula One. Formula One, more commonly known simply as F1, is the highest class of international racing for open-wheel, single-seater Formula racing cars sanctioned by the Fédération Internationale de l'Automobile, or the FIA for short. The FIA Formula One World Championship has been one of the most premier forms of racing around the world since its inaugural season in 1950. The word formula in the name refers to the set of rules to which all participants' cars must conform. A Formula One season consists of a series of races known as Grand Prix. Grand Prix takes place in multiple countries and continents around the world on either purpose-built circuits or closed public roads. Uh, Fun fact, the average cost of running a team, so that's designing, building, and maintaining cars, uh, the pay, the transportation, etc., etc., That came out to be approximately $265 million, roughly 220 million euros in about the year uh, 2015. So I would imagine that since then, it's probably gone up. So once again, that is Formula One, quite an expensive sport. Question number five. Cool Runnings is a movie that tells the story of a Jamaican team competing in which Olympic sport? And the answer there is bobsled. Cool Runnings is a 1993 American sports comedy film loosely based on the debut of the Jamaican national bobsled team at the 1988 Winter Olympics. The men's Jamaican bobsled team debuted in the 1988 Winter Olympic Games four-man bobsled in Calgary, Alberta, and was received as underdogs in a cold-weather sport represented by a nation with tropical environment. Jamaica returned to the Winter Olympics in the two-man bobsled in 1992, 1994, 1998, 2002, 2014, and 2022. A women's team also debuted in 2018. A fun fact, which I actually didn't know, is that the song 
I can see clearly now. So I can see clearly now the rain has gone. You know that? Well, I'm not a singer. I'm a trivia guy. Anyway, that's by Jimmy Cliff. And that was actually written for the movie. And it reached number 18 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. Uh, now, funny thing about this movie, as many of you know, I've mentioned before, my wife is actually from France. And in France, the title of the movie is different. It is not Cool Runnings. It is, in fact, called uh, it's called Rasta Rocket. That's Rasta's in Rastafarian and Rocket because I suppose they were going fast. So Rasta Rocket makes me kind of laugh. But uh, either way, no matter what language, no matter what the country, the sport was in bobsled. Moving on to question number six. Which spiritual leader is considered the highest authority in Tibetan Buddhism? And that leader is the Dalai Lama. Dalai Lama is a title given by the Tibetan people to the foremost spiritual leader of the Galug or Yellow Hat school of Tibetan Buddhism, the newest and most dominant of the four major schools of Tibetan Buddhism. The 14th and incumbent Dalai Lama is Tenzin Gyatso, who lives in exile as a refugee in India. Since the time of the fifth Dalai Lama in the 17th century, his personage has always been a symbol of unification of the state of Tibet, where he has represented Buddhist values and traditions. The Dalai Lama was an important figure of the Galek tradition, which was politically and numerically dominant in central Tibet, but his religious authority went beyond sectarian boundaries. While he had no formal or institutional role in any of the religious traditions, which were headed by their own high lamas, he was a unifying symbol of the Tibetan state, representing Buddhist values and traditions above any specific school. Now, the name Dalai Lama is a combination of the Mongolic word Dali, which means ocean or great, and the Tibetan word, uh, which is uh, Lama, meaning master or guru. So I guess if you put it all together, that would mean that the name Dalai Lama, I guess, means ocean master guru or great master guru which I guess uh, there are certainly worse names out there. I think that one is pretty darn good. So moving on to question number seven. Which reptile is known for its ability to change its color and blend in with its surroundings? And that, of course, is a chameleon. Chameleons are a distinctive and highly specialized clade of old-world lizards with 200 species described as of June 2015. The members of this family are best known for their distinct range of colors, being capable of shifting to different hues and degrees of brightness. The large number of species in the family exhibit considerable variability in their capacity to change color. So for some, it is more of a shift of brightness, so think like shades of brown, while for others, a plethora of color combinations such as like reds, yellows, greens, blues can be seen. Chameleons are distinguished by their, okay, I might get this word wrong, but I'm going to try it, okay? They're distinguished by their zygodactylous feet and their prehensile tail, their later laterally compressed bodies, their head casks, their projectile tongues, their swaying gait, and crest or horns on on the brow or their snout. Chameleon's eyes are also independently mobile. Because of this, chameleon's brains are constantly analyzing two separate 
individual images of its environment. When hunting prey, the eyes focus forward in coordination, affording the animal a stereoscopic vision. They do live in warm habits that range from the rainforest to desert conditions, with various species occurring in Africa, Madagascar, southern Europe, actually, which I was kind of surprised of, and across southern Asia as far as Sri Lanka. Uh, they are invasive in places like California, Florida, and Hawaii, uh, but those are the chameleon. Question number eight. What popular Mexican dish consists of a thick toasted corn tortilla topped with refried beans, cheese, and various toppings like lettuce, salsa, guacamole, etc.? And that Mexican dish is a tostada. Tostada is the name given to various dishes in Mexico and other parts of Latin America, which include a toasted tortilla as the main base of their preparation. The name usually refers to a flat or bowl-shaped tortilla that is deep-fried or toasted, but may also refer to any dish using a tostada as a base. It can be consumed alone or used as a base for other foods. Corn tortillas are usually used for tostadas, although tostadas made of wheat or other ingredients can also be found. So the key here is that the, the tortilla is toasted, of course giving it its name tostada. Moving on to question number nine. What is the famous equation of the theory of relativity by Albert Einstein? And that famous equation is, of course, E equals mc squared. In physics, mass-energy equivalence is the relationship between mass and energy in a system's rest frame where the two quantities differ only by a multiplicative constant and the units of measurement. The principle is described by the physicist Albert Einstein's formula E equals mc squared. In a reference frame where the system is moving, its relative energy and its relative mass obey the same formula. The formula defines the energy E of a particle in its rest frame as the product of mass m within the speed of light, which is c squared. Because the speed of light is a large number in everyday units, so it's approximately, uh, it's approximately 186,000 miles per second, which is equivalent to about 300,000 kilometers per second, the formula implies that a small amount of, quote, rest mass measured when the system is at rest corresponds to an enormous amount of energy, which is independent of the composition of the matter. Now, as you all know, I am not inclined toward math. So to help those of you who are confused like me, on a basic level, the equation states that energy and mass or matter are interchangeable. They are different forms of the same thing. Once again, that famous equation is E equals mc squared from the brain of Albert Einstein. Now, before we get to our final question of the day, I do want to thank those of you who have been subscribing. I know many of you listen without subscribing. It is very important to us. It really does help with our numbers, and we are trying to grow the community. We all love trivia. I want to bring this show to more people. And so for those of you who listen and have not yet subscribed, I really encourage you to do so, and I want to thank you in advance. So with that little plug out of the way, let's get on to the last question of the day, question number 10. 
What sport do the Harlem Globetrotters play? And that sport is basketball. The Harlem Globetrotters are an American exhibition basketball team. They combine athleticism, theater, and comedy in their style of play. Over the years, they have played more than 26,000 exhibition games in 124 countries and territories, mostly against deliberately ineffective opponents, such as the Washington Generals and the New York Nationals. The team's signature song is Brother Bone's whistled version of Sweet Georgia Brown, and their mascot is an anthropomorphized globe named Globy. Now, apparently, the roster members all get nicknames. So just for fun to end this episode on a fun note, I'm going to run through some of the some of the nicknames that I actually read about. So here we go. Nicknames like Ace, Speedy, Bulldog, Mighty, Hotshot, Torch, Cheese, Buckets, Ice, Scooter, Diesel, Flip, TNT, Lights Out, Thunder, Primetime, and my personal favorite, Airport. Now, all of those, I guess, are pretty good nicknames, but Airport... That one seems to stand out to me. I'm not sure what that one... There's a story behind that, and I would like to hear it. In any case, that will conclude this round of My Daily Trivia. Now, of course, if you found this round to be simple, well, check in tomorrow. We're going to make it a little bit harder for you. But as always, if you found this episode to be a bit of a challenge, I always encourage you, listen anyway. You never know. You might surprise yourself. You might know the answer to one of the hardest questions of the week where your friends don't even know what it is. And even if you don't know, you might learn something along the way. So once again, I want to thank you all for listening to My Daily Trivia. I'm your host, Danny, and I will see you all tomorrow. Tomorrow.